Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John. This episode is what I refer to as a showcase episode where I feature a bootstrapped entrepreneur and they briefly share their tips, tricks, tactics, techniques, and tools that help them bootstrap their business and the successes and failures along the way. My hope is that each of these showcase episodes will provide at least one valuable takeaway that you can implement right away in your own bootstrap business journey. Now on to the episode. Hello, my name is Ilona Phillips and I am originally from the Czech Republic. I immigrated to the U.S. in 1997 and I came as an au pair really for just one year to improve my English and go back to Europe. And ultimately, my plans changed. I went back to school, undergrad and graduate school, and ultimately became a psychotherapist. And that's what I am today. And I went from a solo provider to about 30-member team. I used to run my office by the hour and eventually grew my caseload big enough that it warranted uh, me renting a space for myself on a monthly basis. And when I needed a bigger space or a new space, the only space or office that was available was a three office suite. And this is downtown Ann Arbor. And I jumped on that opportunity, although I knew that I would need to add at least a couple of colleagues or possibly team members to fill that space and run a solid business. And ultimately, they actually became my team members. And from there on, I've grown this team into 30 people team. And as you can imagine, the demand for mental services continues to be so, so high. And I'm just delighted we can serve more and more folks. So as I noted previously, I'm someone who does things pretty safely in some ways, which is why I was renting my psychotherapy office by the hour from somebody for a while. Then I ultimately got my own space. And then from there on to the three office suite. But I certainly getting to a place of 30 employees or 30 team members has not been easy. It has taken years and plenty of blood, sweat and tears. And my children would tell you about the different moves that we had to make as the office was expanding. The fact that we would paint walls in the office on Mother's Day or other holidays. They can tell you how many times they had pizza in the office while me and my husband were assembling IKEA furniture and beautifying the spaces that we were able to secure. And we have always run this business very, very lean to a great degree, you know, just me, my husband and our billing team. But at some point it can also become unsustainable. And so obviously there is a point at which you have to add more support, better systems and just go from there so you can grow and serve more folks. I think the success, and I have to be careful about how we wear the badge of honor of working endless hours, because you think that it's both a success and a failure to a degree. Being able to bootstrap it, being able to do a lot of things ourselves did allow us to grow the space without financial backing or loans and do it sort of gradually as the need was growing. So I think that that is a biggest success and, and a success that we took it as far as 30 members. I think that that at the same time became perhaps a failure or a definitely a, a lesson or many lessons learned because doing it that lean for so long 
has also led to significant burnout and sort of was standing in the way of further growth at some point. If you don't put enough support and systems in place at the right time, you are actually hindering the growth and, and possibly even quality of your leadership and the business in general. If I had to do it over, I think that I would be implementing some of those changes earlier than we actually did. And ultimately, it is the reason why I ended up partnering at this stage of the game with a larger company that can offer my team more benefits, better benefits, PTO, health insurance, and help us keep growing and delivering the excellent care that is really our mission. The fact that IKEA furniture can be just fine, it will serve its purpose and it can even look cool for your clients, but also really putting efficient systems in place. So in my case, this is, for example, the way we implement just even templates in, in uh, our scheduling procedures, right? So we can respond to folks really, really quickly with standard questions that we really need in order to determine who the best provider is, verification of benefits. So it's really systems that have made a, a really such a, a tremendous difference in my practice. In terms of other sort of technique strategies, negotiating with my landlord has been a big piece. We have been very lucky to have someone that has helped us to grow our practice spatially and just at the right time and really working with us on those expansions and collaborating even on the expenses of those expansions, certainly under a longer lease, right? Those are pretty standard conditions, but that's also very important. That has been very, so essential really to work with someone who is so workable, so accommodating, really was so instrumental in our growth. So I am a psychotherapist treating general mental health, but also specialties such as eating disorders. And in order to increase access to us, even for folks who may not be able to attend sessions with us, I'm always thinking about how else can we deliver care? How else can we get awareness and information out there that can be so, so crucial in folks' mental health? And so right now I have a course out there, for example, for parents and caregivers of children and teens with eating disorders. It is called the Empowered Care Program, and you can find more information on my website, which is Ilona Phillips, so I-L-O-N-A, Phillips with double L dot com. And I felt absolutely, I feel so absolutely adamant about getting this information out there because early intervention that is accessible to as many folks as possible can make such a tremendous difference in treatment outcomes. And so that is my mission, my calling, my passion at the moment, certainly that particular focus, although I have treated folks with eating disorders for the last two decades. I'm always thinking about ways to, again, increase awareness and get access to care whenever possible. Years ago, I put out an app, mobile app for addiction recovery, for example, so that would be my suggestion. And, and I would say to folks, you can bootstrap it. If you have financial backing, great. But either way, right, you're going to have to see solid outcomes to see if it makes sense to continue that effort or if it's better to shift your focus elsewhere. Once you are able to bring in some capital, some money, just even the gradual way that I did, 
you can start hiring more help, right? So when I was starting my business, which is Lotus Consulting, I designed my website. And you can imagine it was pretty basic. Sure, it was pretty, but it had no SEO or anything like that to speak of. And these days, I am able to hire folks that are much better at some of these things, right? That is not my zone of genius. And subsequently become a lot more efficient and effective and at some of these efforts while I'm also able to use that time for my zone of genius, which ultimately is treatment. So those would be my some of my parting words. Give it a try. Obviously, you cannot go into anything without a pretty solid plan and some market research. But also at some point, you just have to take the leap and try it out and, and put some boundaries around it. You know, if you are just trying it out, does it have a time limit? Doesn't have a financial limit? What kind of outcomes would you have to see? What kind of KPIs, key performance indicators would you have to see for this to be validated and make sense? So those would be some of my thoughts on pursuing entrepreneurship or, or starting a business. I will say that when things get hard, it sure does help that my business has a very strong mission. I'm very committed like I said, to getting treatment to folks as wide as possible, education, awareness. And so when things get particularly hard, that is a big driving force behind my efforts. And the same goes for even my team. Sometimes things are hard and we don't always necessarily agree on every mission of our company or every move of our company, but I will never lose sight of my values and how I want to show up and who is the person that I want to be regardless of what is happening. We haven't always had the best friendliest landlord or helpful landlord or our employees have been outstanding. But of course, once in a while, you might get someone with whom you don't see eye to eye. Just don't lose sight of your values. Don't lose sight of your mission. And good luck. I hope you enjoyed that episode and were able to take away a valuable nugget of information that you can implement right away in your own business. If you feel your story would be valuable for the listeners of this show, please visit frugal.show forward slash guest. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.